Go. Go. It's live. It's live. We're live. Finally. Hey. All right. This is the Go Maluku Podcast. Got it. We have, we have another meeting in about less than an hour. Um, some bilaterals with some states, so we will try to make it short and sweet. Um, all right, Thomas, to take it away, because he wanted to have this particular session. So what do you want to talk about? I do have some questions, though. Um, after the last Q&A that we did, there were a lot of questions that came in uh, through direct message and Facebook message. Thank you for that. I will, once Thomas did a spiel a little, did a spiel a little bit about what's going on, uh, I will ask these no, not idiots, my friends. Um, some questions about uh, what that you asked, and I'll yeah let my thoughts go as uh, have I'll, yeah also share a little bit of my, little bit of my, my thoughts about that. Um, but Thomas, explain a little bit about what was going on the last couple of days, why we are here in, at the Human Rights Council, and why it's important for these people to know what we're doing at the Human Rights Council. Okay, so. We are here on the Human Rights Council September session. Uh, every year annually, uh, the member states are uh, having discussions and making a decision on indigenous peoples and human rights resolution. And, uh, and there can be other resolutions also, also decided and negotiated during September. Now we are here to represent our constituencies, our peoples, uh, and, and, and uh, participating to the negotiation on on how to um, how to have and what kind of contact in this uh, resolution should be. So we have the annual human rights and indigenous people resolution uh, negotiation ongoing. We have had two informal discussions and negotiations on the on the contact of the resolution, and also there is a renewal of the of the mandate of the special rapporteur. So the resolution of special rapporteur is also under consideration. And, and that has been also part of in these two informals. Now, uh, what we thought that would be good to say is, is that uh, what kind of issues we're talking about. So the content of the of the of the, resolu the annual resolution is talking about indigenous peoples' uh, rights, uh, human rights defenders, enhanced participation of indigenous peoples to the United Nations. It's talking about climate change, it's talking about all different kind of issues. And it's a way for the Human Rights Council to push forward and decide actions for the next, next uh, year or so. So this is basically uh, what we are doing here. And uh, if you have more precise questions and, and comments on, on what kind of specific contacts we are dealing with, uh, you can ask, but maybe if Kasali wants to give a uh, kind of overview of the, more kind of precise overview, what kind of topics we are talking in the operative paragraphs. Oh, <clears throat> so like just to be um, for your information, that the resolution of the Human Rights and Indian People's Resolution is something that we have to like renew every year. So every year we have to go into the same motions actually. So. Um, it's like a resolution, you can see that as some kind of a decision that the United Nations makes 
in relation to human rights and indigenous peoples. So every year you have to renew that. Every year you have to go into like negotiations, uh, making sure that that it doesn't step backwards of what we already gained or achieved at the UN level, but it actually is building up to um, to what we want. All that is actually um, uh, making making sure that it's ambitious and that we that we keep moving forward. Um, so there's like Thomas said, there are two um, resolutions at, on the table right now. One is the the the, um, the the mandate of special rapporteur, like what do you want to do? You want to enhance it? You want to keep it as the same? Right now, there's some uh, some language. So by, by language, we mean text uh, or elements that that um, describe that there will be some. Uh, additions to the to the mandate of the special rapporteur on Indian peoples. By the way, oh, sorry, this is one question actually that came out after the last Q and A session. So maybe Vinota and of and Thomas can can t talk a little bit about that before I talk about the the other resolution is is what is a special rapporteur and how does it help Indian peoples? So that was one question that came up. Um, so I'll. Thomas spoke just now, so I'll give Minota a little bit of the floor. Let this, what are your thoughts on that? And then I'll ask Thomas for to uh, let his knowledge, or his wisdom be shared. Yeah, you got to speak up a little bit, though. Okay. Well, I was, <laughs> no, you, you don't I was asked, <laughs> I was asked by Minota. You don't, you don't have to speak up. He has to speak up. But, you don't uh, have to. I, we, we work in solidarity, so um, um, my colleague yes. uh, wanted me to firstly yes. share some thoughts maybe you can then uh, uh, fill in and uh, yeah, add your expertise on the matter so the special rapporteur is a mandate holder within the UN uh, it's mandated to look over human rights human rights violations especially towards indigenous peoples so the special rapporteur can uh, intervene and have uh, communications and having contributions and, and, and through that, identify the human rights violations, what have been happening, and, and generally uh, map out what is happening in a one specific country and bring proposals to the member states how to work uh, better, how to improve the situations, and, and, and so forth. One thing that uh, I think is, is, is important in the mandate is, and it's a little bit different from the other UN indigenous mandates, that the special rapporteur can. Uh, can um, uh, intervene or communicate uh, with, uh, with the fast uh, method or rapid way. Uh, she can communicate to the countries, member states, uh, with, with the fast way. So you don't have to wait the annual sessions of parent forum or, or the Emory to happen. The special rapporteur can try to, try, to things, try to move things around forward. But Pinota, you can now share your... Yes. Enlighten us, brother. Speak louder. Yeah. Hi. Um, I think many of you also know the mandate of the special reporter in general. This is the mandate to promote, protect. So that's the that's the key foundations of the work, normative working framework of the special reporter that we uh, we have been seeing, and also this is part of the mandate. And the the current negotiations of the UN special report reported on the rights of indigenous peoples, the mandate, there is a one provisions uh, currently as a, in, a, in a proposal um, to 
to consider this is uh, relation to the climate change, which is uh, still uh, ongoing uh, debate in the room. And of course, so there are some other elements as already proposed by the indigenous people is one of these to include in the special report the issue of indigenous person with disabilities and elders, indigenous elders, their humanoid situation. So there's the new elements at this moment for the special reporter mandate in the discussion we had. And yeah, that's all informal. So here I'm now stopping so you can move forward with other issues. No, no, but the, I think also a very good question is, is that how can people use special rapporteur? Because they, they, they know us, they hear us talking about it, but like how can indigenous peoples at large that are watching this or like have heard about the special rapporteur, how should they engage um, in an effective way with the special rapporteur? Because I imagine that's what well, I have, but the two of you have also, also engaged with the special, special rapporteur. So like how is the best way to, to engage with that mandate? See, it's, uh, you see the, one of the area of engagement is that through the communication, sending your uh, situation report, if there is any gross human rights violations, there is a format they have, the office use. So you can basically, um, following that format, you submit your uh, documents, information to the special reporter, then special reporter uh, will take this issue um, and also consult with the uh, other uh, mandate holders if this is also necessary. The most important thing is if this is very urgent issue, life, for example, life threaten this and that, then special reporter also the matter direct uh, communication with the concerned member states. So there's the another area. So other, other issue is like, for example, you want to address, uh, for example, say um, human rights violations on the, uh, on the ground level, say criminalizations of indigenous people's leaders. You can, this, you can make this a communication through uh, filling up the form that they, pro they have provided in the website in this uh, reporting format. So you just submit uh, through this reporting format by giving and gathering all the evidence that you have, that you are actually, the information you are putting forward against the um, state or private agency, all the similar violation issues, then you have to definitely submit as, a, as part of the evidence to this communication process. So the special reporter can easily take this up an important issue and can address to the Concerned member states, even in Esposa Reporter uh, annual report, you may see this reflection. So, there's the best thing uh, uh, for, for the engagement with Esposa Reporter office. And other thing, of course, um, uh, you can, you can um, that's my uh, personal intervention, you can, you can submit the human rights concern other issues, uh, like if you have any particular issue um, that. Uh, as person reporter should know that situation, you can submit separately. That's my personal right. opinion. This is because also the mandate itself, itself gives already that the tax is the promotion, protection, defending the human rights of indigenous peoples. Right. So it, it can is it also covers all that uh, field. Okay. Um, so so one question popped up, and I think that is I think that's particular particular question for uh, Thomas. Um, are only the Sami people the indigenous peoples of Europe? Well, the, the Sami people has been 
has been identified in within the Europe, especially in the European Union area, the only indigenous people currently living there. So yes, with inside of the European <laughs> Union area, some okay. are the only indigenous people. Yes, recognized. Okay. Um, how about the the Basque people? Are they are they, for example? Well, Basques currently are a minority. Okay. The Basques, it's it's of course it's a it's a question of self identification. Also, mm. you have okay. to identify as a, as indigenous peoples yourself before before able, you know. Uh, Thinking the other other parts of the of that specific process, so yeah. But the but the official uh, you know view currently inside of the European Union is that the Samis are the only indigenous people inside of European Union. Mm, okay, thanks. I think that that answers like a couple questions that that you sent. Um, that includes like how can people in Europe be considered indigenous? Um, so I think Thomas already said like it's. Of course, like to be indigenous, you have to be original peoples of a land. Um, I would um, encourage you to read the, well, let's say the Martinez Cobo study. Yes. On on what describes a indigenous peoples. Um, it's a working definition. It, yes, yes, it's a working definition. There's no actual definition of indigenous peoples because we can, like Thomas said, like it's all about self-identification. Um, so that answered that question and. There's a lot of questions about the Samis, man. Um, but I think he already uh, answered a, a, um, them in, a, in like two or three um, minutes, actually. Um, I think, because you're from the Finnish side of, of uh, Sami, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of progress made. Of course, not enough progress in, in, in the Nordics. Um, so, and I think there's also a question for you, um, Vinota, because uh, the one question is, what modern country has had the best relationship with Indian peoples, Sorry, to your opinion, to your, in your Sorry, opinion. I didn't get the so what country um, has the best relationship with Indian peoples? Again, like you talk, if you talk about best, like, like, like what metrics do you use? Like what is the best? So I think just what is in your opinion um, uh, a good practice out there that you would think, well, that's a good, that's something that is a good, thing for between a country and indigenous peoples? Well, I think there are some good examples. Be, uh, particularly, if you see some of the countries, they have a very good law policy and also the governance structure where indigenous peoples can really effectively participate and uh, effectively contribute in any, any policy decisions on the indigenous peoples. So certainly, I'll say there are, of course, some good um, examples and um, some uh, countries already recognize, respect, and trying to fulfill based on the human rights principles that the indigenous peoples enjoy. So if you are, uh, well, at this moment, well, I don't want actually to mention the country names, but I see a few countries actually they do have uh, good laws, policies, and and uh, uh, the uh, participation method in a governance structure of indigenous peoples. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's an inter interesting question, but it's a kind of difficult question also because 
And you have to put the con question to a context. Mm. I mean, uh, you have to understand that there are different realities in the world and, and there's different times in the world. There has been and there will be. So like there are some areas and some countries where the development is, is, is developing going forward. Uh, even though the, the basic level where the development starting is really low or has been really negative in history. Then you have countries where the, where the development has been uh, uh, straightforward and, 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 and uh, into, uh, like, uh, done in a, in, a, in, a, in a good way to a certain extent. But there you would, say, you would see now some, some uh, back steps try to be taken. So it's a, it's a really difficult question what is good, what is bad. I mean, of course, the Nordics are 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 region and are countries where where you have a certain uh, basic legislation on human rights structure in a already in a national level that was of of course also complied to Samis and then the some parliaments are there even though they are at least on the on the on the let's say on the Finnish side where 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 I can speak more directly. Uh, is is a more of kind of participatory right uh, establishment for the, but then then again I mean you have places countries where you have where some of the indigenous peoples are having land titles, governance and rights to the land, where where for example we the Samis don't have that much, so so that is an impossible question to answer. Um, there's so, lot, so there are a so, lot of nuances. It's, yeah, it's so, not just black and white. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that uh, if uh, for 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 the individual to make the question, uh, you, you you can try to think the world and, and take try to try to uh, try to. Uh, it's of course impossible to to know the current status and histories of different areas, but try to try to identify. Uh, states, indigenous peoples from different regions and if you're able to read something and some some uh, uh, some work or some reading to be done so you can get perspectives what is good, what is bad and you know what is good, what is bad, how do you define that? It's mm -hmm. it's a I think it's an impossible question in the end. No. No, I think it's a, it's a very good answer right anyway. So it's there's no clear cut answer um, for this question, of course. Um, all right, Pinota, uh, one question. Oh no, this is, this is a nice question. Well, they're all nice questions, by the way, sorry. <laughs> um, what are the best ways for these people to understand in an easier way the human rights mechanisms? Study living. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, no, can the, you elaborate the, a little bit more about? No, the thing is, see, uh, of course, all this terminology is new for indigenous people. See, we contextualize in our local local language. What this actually human rights means, right? If I start from that point of view, it's very difficult to really elaborate further. But when it comes to like so-called this international system, how the mechanism is, the best way thing is. Uh, to me, if you really understand the conceptual, conceptual thinking about the human rights by interpreting yourself in your own language, then you will find a way 
the engagement, what mechanism is the best to engage in the human rights issue. Mm. So the first interpretation should be by yourself, understanding what really mean in my language the human rights. Then you can find a way, like what this is, what this has explored at the national context, or say for example, national law policy in there, or at the international level, what is there. Mm. Okay. So this, uh, this is the best way to understand first, first thing to understand myself or yourself about the terminology, what is exactly this is, then you explore and then you will find a way, the engagement to the human rights mechanism. Preach, brother. It's a good answer, eh? Um, all right, l let's circle back a little bit to, to the resolution that we're working on. Um, so right now, oh, finally, this guy, hey. It's a Q&A, like, you ask questions, like, um, so right now, we talked about the resolution about the Special Rapporteur. Um, there's also a resolution on human rights and indigenous peoples. Um, right now, we are looking at, we just discussed the, the first draft, actually. We've also already seen a zero draft. The first draft, so let me explain a little bit the timeline. So um, the co-sponsors of a, of, a, of a draft, usually some states, um, they provide a zero draft, as in like an idea like this, what the resolution could look like. Um, then we comment on it in the first negotiation round or consultation, what we call it. Uh, we gave our we give our um, our arguments or what we wanted to see reflected, how to strengthen it. Um, as um, in that session, we sit down with states, we we listen and we respond and we elaborate mostly. Um, that. Those considerations, they get taken into account by the co-sponsors and they will draft a new, a new draft, like a new state uh, resolution, uh, design resolution, and that will be discussed during the next consultation round. So first one, uh, the f so the first draft was provided after the first round of consultations. And we just now discussed, came out a meeting um, with member states on on what we want to see uh, reflected or what was improved or what could be improved uh, in, the, in the new draft. Um, so this is for your, for your, for your information. Uh, this is still a state different process. This is the United Nations. We're dealing with states. So there's um, the, the co-sponsor or the, the co-chair, they asked for, for states to, uh, to give their ideas and then they give uh, the floor to indigenous peoples. And we were, at this point, it, it is already a big achievement that we are in a room and that we have the ability to intervene uh, on an equal level um, in, 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 with states. Um, there are a couple of topics that we're discussing. Uh, like Thomas said before, uh, we're talking about national action plans in terms of human rights uh, and indigenous peoples. Uh, enhanced participation of Indian peoples within the Human Rights Council, which is actually a similar process uh, to the enhanced participation process in the General Assembly. But that uh, that resolution asked the under UN bodies to do the same. Um, so the Human Rights Council took it upon itself to do it as well, and now we're in that process as well. Um, we're talking about climate change, um, how human rights and traditional knowledge, um, how, they, how they, they can res be respected in climate change action, mitigation, uh, and resiliency. 
Um, we're all also talking about repatriation of artifacts and remains of indigenous peoples um, that are currently, for example, in museums and that needs to be repatriated to the lands uh, where they come from. Um, those are just us. We are talking about 24 or 25, uh, 25 uh, paragraphs in, a, in, a, in that resolution. So we have to go through each paragraph. And it's all about wordsmithing at, at this point, uh, making sure that uh, so there's a huge difference between invites, encourages, or, and requests. So um, you have to pay a lot of attention to what they say, how they say it, um, in, in terms of states, and you'll also have to pay a lot of attention to what you say and how you say it, and how uh, and making sure that you, um, your points gets um, gets included in, into the into the next draft. Hopefully, that will be presented um, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. Um, for me personally, uh, my top priority or our top top priority is the enhanced, particip enhanced participation process. Um, right now, we're talking, of looking at, uh, including some activities next year um, on ensuring that the, the, the discussion, a substantive discussion on this particip participatory status of Indigenous peoples, and we're talking about Indigenous peoples' governments, um, governing institutions, that we continue the, this uh, uh, this path, this process, making sure that there's actually something good coming out of it. In um, uh, for the September session um, next year. Um, what did you think about, what, what do you want to share about the, this particular resolution? What do you think, what are your thoughts? Um, are we on a good path? Um, something that we need to take into, into consideration. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the, the resolution is actually built build in, in, in two ways. So the structure is that you have this so-called preamble paragraphs. So they are kind of a standard setting general paragraphs that are building kind of an understanding for the, oper the operative paragraphs that are then considered to be the action-oriented uh, part of the, of the resolution. Now currently in the resolution, I mean, like Ghazali said, there is, there is 25 uh, operative, operative paragraphs. Plus the, plus the preamble uh, paragraphs, but we have some uh, some issues that are really um, under the discussion currently, and and one of those is uh, is how the voluntary fund uh, is distrib distributing fundings. There are some member states that are are wanting to to particularly uh, prioritize indigenous women. And then there are uh, counterpartners that, that are trying to, trying to balance uh, the, the resolution to a level that where indigenous peoples uh, are selecting their own representatives, they should be uh, selected and, 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 and funded as just such in, in the voluntary fund also. So just kind of trying to highlight the, the importance that indigenous peoples have the full right to select their own representatives uh, for the UN, and there will should be no no uh, limits or, or or preferences or guidance from the member states. And then there is a third group that is that is just basically against mentioning mentioning specific groups uh, 
to be prioritized in or taken into account in any any way. Mm-hmm. That is one one of the elements that is is taking a lot of time and room in the discussions. Um, other uh, other topics are um, the, the enhanced participation. So the enhanced participation it's about it's about how indigenous peoples um, representatives and institutions represent, representative institutions can participate to the UN. Now, Human Rights Council has has started to discuss about this topic, how uh, especially representative institutions like parliaments, governments, traditional authors, and, 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 and tribal governments, and so on and so on, and can, can, can register, participate, speak within the United Nations. Currently, for example, the Summer Parliament cannot directly uh, engage with UN. They can, we cannot uh, accreditate to ourselves to all uh, meetings that are relevant for the indigenous in your own people. capacity as a government, right? Yeah. yeah. So we have to. We have two ways. We have the possibility for indigenous mechanisms to participate as a, as a as an IPO, indigenous people's organization, or then be part of the state delegation that we many times also are. But we are not allowed to, 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 to register ourselves and speak in our own capacity. So, so we as are one of those examples where what we try to achieve in the United Nations now that, that our, our actually the institutions, the decision-making, decision-making organs can, can participate, not just the non-governmental, so the, so the, so the organizations, the NGOs. So, so that is the on the topic, and then we are currently talking about the, uh, 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 the the specific process on how the Human Rights Council would start to discuss the context of the matter. It has started to discuss about the 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 importance of of, of enhancing participation last year, but it doesn't uh, it hasn't yet started to talk about the specific contexts on how and what does it mean in a Human Rights Council context. Mm. Then there are some minor discussions on 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 on, on how the declaration should should the resolution encourage member states to 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 implement the, the declaration uh, by by a legislation uh, policy and administrative decisions or or an uh, an, an national action plan and 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 that was under the discussion a bit. And so forth, but basically, currently, as uh, so the second round, the, the first draft was under discussion now, and 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 the, then the second draft should be upcoming. Mm-hmm. I think we are quite far away. I think the enhanced participation is one of the topics that is is maybe the most important. most important and most in, most challenging one also. There's a question for you. Um, what are your thoughts on a poor version of for four versions of paragraph eleven. Um. Well, um, the the four versions. I mean, um, uh, the Sami Parliament uh, made a. I am on behalf of the Sami Parliament made proposal in the, in the in the first meeting, the zero draft, and and I think that the four current uh, uh, paragraphs or or the combination under paragraph eleven is generally quite good. It took all of the elements that that we proposed in. Uh, it got some heavy fire for from from a couple of member states that were not liking 
not liking that, but but it got su support from friendly member states also, and and uh, and uh, I'm generally quite happy that it's, it's it's there. Minor tweaks could be done there and there, but uh, but generally we are on a good path. I'm just uh, hoping that the eleven as a whole would stick stick and stay there. So eleven um, eleven bis eleven tier. And then the eleven quarter could be established as a twelve. Yeah, just to, just to clarify that paragraph eleven is on enhanced participation. Um, so paragraph eleven itself says like um, like we'll, that the Human Rights Council will facilitate the participation of Indigenous peoples of enhanced the enhanced participation process. And then uh, what the Shami Parliament proposed uh, are some uh, ways to do that. So there's an, uh, like three yeah three elements actually that include. So it's not a version of paragraph eleven. But it's like three additional paragraphs that's what um, Thomas is referring to. So 11 bis, 11 ter, and 11 quarter that are part of paragraph 11. So it's like subsections yeah. actually. That, that's, how, that's how you should read it. Um, so it's not necessarily like four versions, but it's like, yeah, one main element and three sub-elements that we hope that they are retained be, um, overnight and hopefully that the, the states are comfortable with it and that we can continue the, the process of enhancing participation of Indian peoples in the Human Rights Council. Uh, Binota, um, what do you think that the general view is of states um, on this enhanced participation? Like, is, is there an appetite for that Did, from the last, from the, this session that, that, that you, we just participated in? What are your well, thoughts Thomas on? has already mentioned a few points, uh, including the enhanced participation issue. So this is still, um, I think, big issues, and you have already observed in the negotiation room how it has uh, been reacted by a few member states. So yeah, I think it's, um, even though the language-wise, I feel it's a good one to very clearly emphasize and precise uh, wording. But in terms of the accepting by the uh, member states, except the friendly government, it's still a crucial point for uh, every one of us. So let's hope the best. Uh, I, I don't want to mention any specific member state name here. No, you don't have to believe. So uh, yeah. I just say that there are some challenges. The language is everyone appreciating, but again, they want to make it more precise language. But from our point of view, from indigenous people's points of view, and even in, even in in the statement, we have already reflected that it is the clearly uh, emphasized language that we want to mm -hmm. in the regulation. So let's see how it does work uh, next uh, uh, negotiation. All right. All right. We have to step out for the next. No, uh, next we have. We have, we have. We have time. Fourteen minutes. Oh, geez. All right. Fourteen minutes. But um, there, there are also some other elements actually. We uh, not only the enhanced participation, but other things also. I think some product placement. <laughs> I think it's uh, in the, the, that are important in the in the regulation. Like for example, getting the language about the treaty. This is important for hmm. indigenous people. Can you a little? Can you explain that a little bit before going uh, to specifics? No, it's uh, the language. It comes to the, just uh, the treaty. Even though it means a treaty, it's also connected with the UN declarations. So, uh, right. I mean, even brief uh, provisions about the treaties agreement. Uh, in other constructive agreements, yeah. State and indigenous peoples. That's very important for the promotion, protection, and fulfilling the rights of indigenous peoples. So, this 
elements in the, in this regulation will help taking further discussion in the future and also in uh, uh, also um, you know giving the space uh, more understanding why having why it is important why the implementation of the treaty agreements are important for indigenous peoples so in general i will say that it is, it is part of the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. Every mandate is the promotion, promotion and protection, I mean, promotion work of the UN DRIP, and it goes in line with the MRIP mandate. Gotcha. And also, it will, it will go with the, um, it will go in line with the uh, aspirations of Indigenous Peoples and the respect that we expect from the government to respect the treaties and agreement conducted in the past. For the promotion and pro promotion and protection of the rights of indigenous peoples. All right. Sorry, it looks a little bit stupid, but this thing is about to die. Yeah. Our host is has not been so prepared. I know. Than the last time. I know. I suck at this. But oh, hold on. But we hope that next time um, development happens with this new <laughs> channel. Oh jeez. All right. Um, what? All right. So treaties. Do you want? So you want? Yeah. I. I really hope that they get included into the in it, into the text, and I hope that. Um, that we need a little bit of support from the states, a lot of support from the states actually to, to maintain language on treaties. No, this is also good for the states because it is the. Yeah, at the end, this is the beneficial for both parties, state and indigenous peoples. This is how maybe you see the elements as well. State and indigenous people, they are constructive arrangement. It's one of the outcome is the treaties or agreement. Yeah. So there's the both side of understanding, both side of um, consent. So it needs to be implemented if it is not there. So that's why the point, the point is, Taking this forward for the future, uh, for the future um, work, it is also important, and I think this resolution gives a foundation at least initiating to do something about this agreement and treaties issue. Right. Um, another question coming in, uh, also related to the consultation round that we just now had. Uh, both of your thoughts on. Um, this, the, the the number of states that are participating in the room. Uh, do you see, uh, let, let me lay out the question, um, compared to other previous sessions, do you see more or less states participating or showing interest in IP rights and consultations? In the Human Rights Council context, I say that it's the same amount. It's a little bit better number than some of the other, other forums. But I think it's basically the same. Uh, from my perspective, from the last last seven or eight years, mm -hmm. I would say. Okay, because right now, I've, like this morning, I counted um, twenty-one states uh, uh, that, that participated. Um, not all of them took the floor, of course. Um, how? What do you think about that? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Or is it like, is it just a given, and shouldn't, we shouldn't be too worried about that? Benota? Or Thomas? Thomas, can you, can, you, can, you can give your expertise. Yes, give your uh, 
as a as a prince. No, you're stubborn. I wasn't trying you. Well, I mean, it's it's good that there are member states in the room. That's most important. And and uh, and then uh, there are member states that are active, but there are member states that are in, that are in line with others, and and let the others speak. But they are observing and and and, and part of the process. That is important. Mm-hmm. So that they know the discussions are and are, you know, tied to the discussions, even though they're not speaking. So that is that is good. It's good to have variation of different areas of the world. We are, though, missing some some member states uh, from from, or there could be a bigger participation from few regions. But uh, but at least there is from almost every region at least one member state present. So yep. so so that is that is that is good. Uh, uh, and usually, mm. I, my experience, it, it is like 20 to 30 member states around. Now for me, it's actually a good number. Uh, mm. I, I really appreciate at least a number of governments participating this uh, discussion uh, in, the, in, in this process. The best thing what I like is that, see, uh, indigenous peoples, delegates, representatives, and the organization members, and the member states are sitting there together expressing their views, exchanging views, sharing the thoughts. That's the best practice. That should be the one actually good practice in even the domestic level, at the national level, when the government forms the policy or any other laws relating to the rights of indigenous peoples or any other rights to get the view of the indigenous peoples is important. And that this kind of practices that see in the United Nations all this regulation, we are together here. Government is sharing, we are sharing, and we are in the same um, we are the, almost like uh, we may have different views, but if you see, we are sharing our thoughts. Mm-hmm. What should be the best way of the outcome we can get in the regulation, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is the best practice, a good thing, and no matter what is the number, is there? The, even though you said uh, you have mentioned twenty-one member states, but I still see this is a very good number, and of course in the future it become more. There's more welcome. I am very happy to. I'm happy to see also to hear more about the um, member views uh, on the issues of indigenous peoples. And it goes also different way. What they share here to trans to transmit this message at the national level, domestic level. Also at the same time, how can engage the indigenous peoples at the domestic level on the issues affect them? This is the thing like how we can really um, apply this method that international pro- the international level we do how we can apply this method at the domestic level. Mm. That's how we also can build the um, trust, we can build a consensus, we can come up with a, with a good understanding. Got it. Okay. And also, I mean, also one, one thing is that it, it applies to the indigenous peoples themselves. Mm. I remember last year we were including me, three indigenous individuals here. Trying to trying to manage with the negotiations and, 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 and so on. So I'm I'm also happy that this year we have around ten indigenous peoples in the room. So it's even so it's 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 immediately easier and better than when we are a bigger group and, 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 and other new regions are also now here. I guess I'm not meaning new, but uh, regions that were not uh, last year here mm-hmm. during the same time. And first time I said regional statement. Yes, so, so 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 that is good, and then you know, 
you have to understand that the EU is present in the room. Mm. So that's 27 member states. So how do you count those? It's always right. always a question. And you might have regional represent representatives there that you don't know. So there might be member states working together, sending one one there that do the reporting to the other. So so it's it's hard to know the real number that are actually following following the discussions. So but but at least in the room there was 2021 20, plus EU. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very good to be aware of the groups that are that are uh, that are there, right? So EU is a group. Yeah. Uh, you have different different uh, groups around the world, and they all have like just like um, a said, like they have, all have their vocal points. Um, so, for example, um, at least from from I remember to, during the climate change negotiations um, that G seventy seven had had. Even though they have 128 countries, they they sent one country in as their vocal point, and everybody else like agreed with what they what they what they said. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's about also like a lot about awareness that you don't want uh, you should not expect that all 193 states that are a member of the United Nations are part of the part of the discussion, but they also work through groups and and their vocal points. Yes, and they have the about the Human Rights Council. So it's 54 yeah. member states. So yeah. if we have like 21. 47. No, 47, yeah. 54 is in ECOSOC. I'll let them do the math in a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 47 but in the council. Yeah, yes, exactly. I think this segues into another question. But um, no, we don't we have, have time. We have time for four minutes. So precise questions and we will give answers to three words. Oh, jeez. All right. So Andrea Lam. No. All right. Don't. So Andrea Landry, Anishinaabe, she asked a question. Um, have the have these conversations evolved over time at these tables? Yes. Uh, I remember time when we were questioned, are we allowed to 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 speak in the room informals? Now we were now we are like kind of everyday life in the informals. Are indigenous rights human rights, Spinoza? Of course. Yes, indigenous people's rights is the human rights. All right. Uh, why isn't sovereignty in the UN Declaration? Why? Why isn't sovereignty in the UN Declaration? That is a good question, but the self-determination otherwise is only sovereignty or a couple of the articles. Sover sovereignty. I think, yeah, well, go ahead. No, it varies how you define the sovereignty. Hmm. Sovereign also can be started from the individual. Yeah. And, yeah. So the point is that there's a Thomas said, self-determination rights. So it comes with your sovereignty too. Right. Self-determination is a choice. Yeah, and sovereignty is a, is a form yeah, of self-determination, yeah. right? Okay. So, yeah. All right. Um, my last one. How can I help you? Who? Say hello. <laughs> no, so uh, probably people that, that are watching this, like how can we, they help us in our work? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, uh, get knowledge of the process, read about it. If you're able, participate. Engage. And ask engage. questions. Ask questions. You know, like next one. Oh, next one. Oh, I thought this was the last one. Um, any literature literature suggestions to learn about the rights of indigenous peoples? So many. <laughs> Academically, there are so many. Like one that pops into your head. Matthias Oren. Uh, James Anaya. Oh, okay. Matthias Oren is a good author. James and I is a good author. Um, yeah. What else? Does Galdo still do? Indigenous People's Rights book, 500 pages about the history of indigenous rights. 
follow us. That's also a good thing. Follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Listen to my podcast. It's also a good thing. <laughs> um, and what else? No, I think that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it at that for, the, for now. All right. Okay. Well, Final, thoughts? You... Final thoughts? Huh? Final thoughts? Final thoughts? Final um, thoughts? Support our cause. Support our cause. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, ask questions. Don't have to wait, wait for the, the live stream, whatever. Ask questions and we'll try to answer them. And yeah, that's funny. Thomas, like, geez, seriously. Vice President of the Islamic Parliament of Finland. Look at him. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed documenting the work. Um, so please subscribe to this podcast and share it. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can drop me a line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And let me know what you think. Have a great day.